people of Earth and Anchor Podcast listeners. Welcome to this week's Midday Movie Madness Weekly Weekend Warrior Podcast Edition. I'm your lovely host, Movie Guru. First off, I would like to give a few seconds of silence in honor of Queen Elizabeth II, who unfortunately passed away exactly a week ago today. Social media was flooded with tributes from all over last week, from Vice President Kamala Harris to former President Barack Obama to Helen Mirren to even fictional Bear Paddington, who appeared with the late royal in a wonderful video for her recent Platinum Jubilee. Her eldest son, Prince Charles, is now King Charles III, and he had a nice little uh, tussle with an exploding pen recently. And his sons, William and Harry, and their children have inherited new titles. Elizabeth, who lost her beloved husband, Prince Philip, April 9, 2021, and will be buried next to him, was the longest reigning monarch in British history. Her funeral is set for Monday, September 19th at Westminster Abbey. She will be deeply missed by all. On another note involving Queen Elizabeth II, the Netflix series based on her ascension to rule the crown, which which delayed filming after her death, has resumed filming in Spain. On a much happier note, today's WKKL general manager, Sarah Colvin's birthday. She shares her birthday with Prince Harry, the late mystery writer Agatha Christie, actor Ben Schwartz, actor Tommy Lee Jones, and actor Tom Hardy. It's also the debut date for American Beautiful. Beauty. Congratulations are in order for Nick Cannon. ETCanada.com reported earlier today, baby joy for Nick Cannon once again. The 41-year-old mass singer host announced the arrival of his ninth child on Wednesday. A daughter named Onyx Ice Cole Cannon. Onyx is Cannon's first child with photographer Lanisha Cole. Speaking of babies, People.com reported a few hours ago that Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively's family is growing. Blake is expecting a fourth child. Plus, Megan McCain is having another baby girl. The first trailer for this December's Whitney Houston biopic, I Want to Drop with Dance with Somebody, dropped today. Happy early birthday to Suzanne McCardle, Carrie Daly, Nick Jonas, Amy Poehler, the late R&B singer B.B. King. They all have birthdays tomorrow, September 16th. Tomorrow's also the debut date for 2011's Drive. 2005's Junebug and Just Like Heaven, 2019's From Hell, Three from Hell, and TV sh- and many TV shows like Punky Brewster, Miami Vice, and Frasier. Happy early birthday to my uncle Jimmy Engelman of SoCal, California. His birthday is Saturday, September 16th, and his birthday pals include former WKKL DJ Nick Lazat. Net Jacqueline McDowell, football player Patrick Mahomes, and Elvis movie director Baz Luhrmann. Netflix's super popular and super violent South Korean 
Smash Import Squid Game, and the Cry Macho movie debuted one year ago, September 17th. 1999's For the Love of the Game, the Spin City TV show, and Kelly Clarkson's 2002 Smash song, A Moment Like This, all debuted that day in their respective years. Johanna Corrales, Nick Leonetti, the late TV actor Adam West, talk show host Jimmy Fallon, and former WKKL DJ Megan Roderick Baker get to blow up birthday candles and make birthday wishes Monday, September 19th. Belated congrats to Josh Dumal and Anna Sophia Robb, who got married to their respective spouses over the past few days. Duhamel and fiancé Audra Mari, who is Miss World America, were married Saturday in Fargo, North Dakota, and Anna Sophia Robin, her beau, Trevor Paul, became husband and wife Monday, September 12th. The dismal box office continues with these year's second worst movie-going weekend. Since the box office has been a bleak wasteland for some time now, the only newbies... Horror film Barbarian, and I apologize if I muff this up, Brahmastra Part 1, Shiva took the top two spots. Despite just reaching double digit, Barbarian, which might have viewers be thinking about booking that next Airbnb, spooked up a better than expected $10 million in its debut. Even though it was slapped with a C-plus cinema score, the twisty thriller is getting great buzz from word of mouth, given its crazy and totally terrifying zaning turns. It most likely will keep audiences coming back during adult September. The only other newbie, the Bollywood opera Bamastra Part 1 Shiva, opened up in second place with $4.4 million from $810 million from 810 North American theaters. The first in a three-part Bollywood film series. Landing in second place isn't that bad, since it's only in 810 theaters, far less venues than most, current, than most movies currently out in wide release. Sony's Bullet Train landed in third with $3.2 million from theaters bringing its domestic haul to $92.5 million. Speaking of horror film, the prequel to last year's horror hit X, Pearl, which was filmed simultaneously in secret with X, arrives in limited release this week. Starring Mia Goth and David Cronswet, it's an origin story of X's iconic villain, Pearl. Set in 1918, during the Spanish flu pandemic in World War I, decades before X takes place, Pearl is stuck on her family's isolated farm. She tends to her sick father under her devout mother's overprotective gaze, lusting for a glamorous -like life like one she's seen in films. Pearl finds her ambitions, her repressions, and temptations all colliding into one. If that's not enough horror film news for you, Jordan Peele's neo-Western sci-fi horror film Nope and the horror film The Invitation both arrive on DVD October 25th, just in time for Halloween, and the trailer for Chucky Season 2 just dropped. 
I do have one bit of sad news. Tuesday, Hollywood lost a major trailblazer. 91-year-old French movie director John Locke Goddard. His films are some of the most influential ever, and his abrupt cut, jump cuts inspired directors like Francis Ford Coppola, Quentin Tarantino, and Martin Scorsese. He was a prominent part of the French New Wave movement, directing classics like Breathless, A Bout de Sous le Fay, Beriot Le Feu, Alphaville, First Name Carmen, and many others. His final film was 2018's The Image Book. On to better news. Congrats to all the winners at Monday's Primetime Emmy Awards, including historic wins for Lizzo, who won Outstanding Competition Show for Watch Out for the Big Girls, Euphoria Zendaya, Abbott Lee... Abbott Elementary's Cheryl Lee Ralph, who had the nice most emotional speech, and first-time Emmy winners Amanda Seyfried for The Dropout and Michael Keaton for Dopesick. Other Emmy winners included Ted Lasso, Gene Smart, Netflix's Ozark, Squid Game, and Jennifer Coolidge, who did a little dance-off to her playoff music. The biggest announcement of the weekend came from the D23 fan event in An- from Anaheim, California, where Disney leaves tons of announcements. Here are some of the highlights. The first teaser trailer for next May's Little Mermaid reboot dropped to huge success, with original Ariel star Jodie Benson praising new Ariel, Hail Berry. The studio released first images and plot for its November 2023 film, the studio's 100 feet animated film. It's called Wish and stars Ariana DeBoss and Alan Tudyk. It centers on how the iconic wishing star came to be. Rawr! The title and plot to Barry Jenkins' prequel to 2019's Lion King remake has been revealed. It will be called Mufasa, The Lion King. It tells the story of how Simba's dad, Mufasa, went from his humble start to ruler of the Pride Lands. The film pounces into theaters in 2024. Speaking of 2024 films, the Expo revealed that a sequel to 2015's Pixar film, Inside Out, is coming that year and will focus on Riley as a teenager which means new emotions and new situations. Mirror, mirror on the wall. The remake of the first Disney movie of all, starring Rachel Zegler bowed. It comes in 2024 to the silver screen, with Gal Gadot playing the evil queen. The first trailer and poster for November's Disenchanted dropped. Josh Groban, Rita Moreno, and Joshua Henry have joined ABC's Beauty and the Beast, A 30th Celebration, which airs December 15th. Groban will play the Beast, Moreno will play, will be the night's narrator, and Henry will play the villainous Gaston. Two upcoming Disney series have release dates. National Treasure, Edge of Reason, bows Wednesday, December 14th. And Tim Allen's The Santa Clauses will debut with a two-episode premiere November 16th. 
just five days after the original film's 20th, 8th anniversary, film anniversary. Speaking of Disney+, Plus, the trailers for the upcoming Star Wars anthology series, Tales from the Jedi and The Mandalorian Season 3, also dropped. Not to mention Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2 will now bow on the streaming service in January 2023, and the Willow series starring Kristen Slater also dropped its first trailer. Great news, Disney Descendant fans. If you thought 2019's Descendants 3 and the unexpected passing of Cameron Boyce would be the end of the franchise? Yes, again. A fourth Descendants film is in the works, but fans aren't too happy that it's made without Boyce. That it's being made without Boyce. Other than starring China and McLean, Dara Rini, and Kylie Cantrell in filming next year, nothing is known about. And speaking of Disney... Deadline.com reported a few hours ago that we have some new Disney film dates. The website stated Mufasa the Lion King will roar to theaters July 5th, 2024 with Universal Illuminations to Spickle Mimi 4 opening the Wednesday beforehand. I hope they know what they're doing. Searchlight soccer comedy Next Goal Wins from Taika Waititi will face off against Warner Brothers' Evil Dead Rise on April 21st, 2023. Pixar's Inside Out bows June 14th, 2024, the typical Father's Day Pixar release date. Snow White with Gal Gadot and Rachel Zegler arrives March 22nd, 2024. Yahoo! So far, no one is daring to face it. Who would even want to? <laughs> Wish the 100th Disney animated pick will grant audiences, well, wish, over Thanksgiving 2023 on November 22, 2023. An untitled Marvel film meant for February 16, 2024 got a big bump to September twenty. September 6, 2024. That's the weekend after Labor Day weekend. Remember, though this Labor Day movie-going weekend tanked, Disney proved in 2021 movies can open then. With Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings booming up the holiday frame with $94.6 million dollars. Pixel's Elios opens March 1st, 2024. It faces the Ryan Gosling, Emily Blunt film, The Fall Guy. There is still some sprucing up to do with the Haunted Mansion, so it's been bumped from March 10th, 2023 to August 11th, 2023. It will have to fight Sony's Gran Turismo and Universal's The Last Voyage of the Demeter on its new date. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, Star Wars fans, but the Rogue Squadron film won't show up on next year's calendar. Release calendar. Or at all, actually. The film has been scrubbed from the schedule and delayed infinitely. Whatever term you want to use. Two Oscar hopefuls are out in theaters this week. The Woman King is his historical epic drama 
out on Friday, September 16th, that stars Viola Davis, Hiro Farnes-Tiffin, John Boyega, Thuso Medbidu, and Lashana Lynch. This film takes audiences back to 19th century Africa for an inspirational true story. For generations, the mostly peaceful African kingdom of Dahomey has been protected by its all-female group of warriors, the Ojogogia. When an enemy invades the, mo- the kingdom and wants to destroy their way of life, the group's general, Nansiska, must train a new generation of warriors to fight them. The Woman King isn't the only Oscar hopeful out. In limited release tomorrow, September 16th, before streaming worldwide to Netflix, Wednesday, September 28th, is the historical psychological drama Blonde, starring Anna de Armas, Brad Pitt, Adrian Brody, Scoot McNary, Anthony Bregman, Garrett Dillahunt, and Bobby Cannaville, adapted from Joyce Carol Oates' 2000 book of the same name. After a heart-wrenching childhood, Norma Jean Mortensen becomes an actress in early in 1950s to early 60s Hollywood. She becomes world famous under her stage name Marilyn Monroe. But her on-screen appearances are a total contrast to the countless romance troubles, exploitation, power abuse, and drug addiction she deals with in her personal life. According to imdb.com, when asked about the film's NC 17 rating, director Andrew Dominic was surprised when the rating was announced. He believed we'd colored inside the lines. And this actually happens to be the first NC 17 film of the decade. Plus, did you know that this is one of two, one of the two 2022 biopics based on cultural icons after Elvis? Both Elvis and this film are directed by Australian nationals. Adrian Brody is doing double dirty this weekend. He not only has the specialty market covered as blonde, he he'll also have the wide release market cover too with See How They Run, a mystery comedy that opens tomorrow, September 16th. Aside from Brody, it also stars Thurston Ronan, Harris Dickinson, Ruth Wilson, David Oyello, and Sam Rockwell. In the 1950s, a sleazy American Hollywood film director visits London sets out to adapt a popular West End stage play into a film. But things spiral when the director is found murdered. Dun, dun, dun. Inspector Stoppard and rookie police constable Stalker must solve the case. They soon find themselves in the middle of a confusing Agatha Christie-like whodunit. Can they find the killer? According to IMDb.com, some of the characters' names are refer to other plays or to Agatha Christie herself. Dickie Attenborough is the name of Sir Richard Attenborough, the director and actor who starred in the first West End run of Christie's The Mousetrap. And Sheila Slim happens to be his wife's name. Max Mallowan was Christie's second husband's name. Inspector Stoppard alludes to Tom Stoppard, 
who wrote The Real Inspector Hound, a play within a play which had a murder mystery. My mistake. A play which had a murder mystery as a play within a play. One carer states this about the deceased. He was a real hound, Inspector. The name Fellows could mean Julian Fellows, the writer behind Downton Abbey. And a limited release tomorrow, September 16th, is director Brett Morgan's documentary, Moon Edge Daydream. It sheds light on the life and genius of the late David Bowie, one of the most influential artists of our time, who sadly passed away six years ago. This is the first fully sanctioned film on the artist, guided by Bowie's own narration and told through kaleidoscopic, never-before-seen footage, the cinematic trek explores his spiritual, creative, and musical journey. Big news for fans of the Walton for fans of the Waltons. TVLine.com reported yesterday in celebration of the Waltons' 50th anniversary, the CW announced on Wednesday that its original holiday movie a Walton's Thanksgiving will air Sunday, November 20th at 8.7C. The film serves as a follow-up to The Walton's Homecoming, which aired on The CW last November. Returning cast members include Bellamy Young, Olivia, Logan Schroyer, John Boy, Marcel LeBlanc, Mary Ellen, Rebecca Kuhn, Grandma, Richard Thomas as the film's narrator, while Teddy Sears, The Flash, will take over the role of John Sr., from Ben Lawson. Meet the man, the legend, the king of rock and roll himself, Elvis, on DVD this week. This June 24, 2022 dramatic musical biopic, which made $150 million just here in the States, stars Austin Butler, Tom Hanks, Gary Clark Jr., Olivia DeJong, and Craig Pierce. Witness the origins of Elvis Presley in a new biopic. Spanning over 20 years, it dives deep into his journey to fame and unforeseen stardom, seen through the eyes of his controversial and backstabbing manager, Colonel Tom Parker. The film explores his career's highs and his lows and the many controversies and challenges he faced, like the rocky relationship <laughs> he had with Parker, all against the backdrop of an ever-changing cultural landscape in America. According to imdb.com, as young Elvis, Austin Butler does his own singing. But, well, but from the 1968 special onwards, he dubs Elvis's original performances. And while playing Elvis, he, Butler wore 90 co- costumes in total, throughout the film. And Butler actually stated that one of the things about Presley that stood out to him was he, Elvis that is, lost his mother at a young age, as did Butler. Both men were just 23 years old when their mothers passed away. Butler felt that shared pain with Elvis and used his grief in his performance. Speaking of Elvis, thehollyreporter.com announced Monday, the Elvis comeback tour continues with Bowser Lersman's Elvis proving a, its bona fide hit status by crossing the $150 million domestic mark 
Another Elvis feature project is heating up. The story of Priscilla Ann Presley, who married Elvis Presley, is getting the biopic treatment courtesy of filmmaker Sofia Coppola and A24. Coppola wrote the script and will direct the project titled Priscilla, which will star Kaylee Spaney as Miss Presley. Jacob Elordi, one of the stars of The Kissing Booth, as well as Euphoria, will portray the king of rock and roll. Filming begins in Toronto this fall. The project is based on Priscilla Presley's memoir, Elvis and Me. Priscilla was only 14 and living in Germany when she met Elvis, then 23, at a party in 1959. He was smitten, and a multi-year courtship began, with her strict parents reluctantly giving in to the persistence of the star, with the young girl eventually moving into the Graceland estate. They married in 1967 and had their only child, Lisa Marie Presley, the following year. The website also announced today the world of Blade Runner is expanding. Amazon's Prime Video has given the green light to Blade Runner 2099, a limited series sequel to the iconic sci-fi film franchise. The series comes from Amazon Studios and Alcon Entertainment, which holds the right to the Blade Runner. Ridley Scott, who directed the classic 1982 film, will executive produce through his Scott Free Productions, while Silica, Lu- Silica Luisa, Apple TV Plus's Shining Girls, will serve as showrunner. The original Blade Runner, directed by Ridley Scott, is <coughs> considered one of the greatest and most influential science fiction movies of all time. And we're excited to introduce Blade Runner 2099 to our global prime customers, said Amazon studio head of global television, Vernon Sanders. We are honored to be able to present this continuation of the Blade Runner franchise and are confident that by teaming up with Ridley, Alcon Entertainment, Scott Free Productions, and the remarkable Sika Luisa, Blade Runner 2099 will uphold the intellect, themes, and spirit of, of its predecessors. Amazon announced it was developing Blade Runner 2099 in February. Its title implies it will be set 50 years after 2017's film sequel, Blade Runner 2049, directed by Danny Villeneuve. But story details are being kept quiet for now. The series will be the first live-action treatment of Blade Runner for TV. Adult Swim aired an anime series titled... Blade Runner Black Lotus that debuted in November 2021. And finally, now out on DVD is the computer animated sci-fi action adventure Lightyear. This June 17th release, which wasn't exactly a success for Pixar as it only made 118.2 million rocket launches in the States, stars the voices of Chris Evans, James Brolin, Kiki Palmer, Taika Waititi, Dale Souls, and Peter Son. It is a spinoff to the Toy Story films, serving as an origin story for the fictional test pilot astronaut whom the Buzz Lightyear toy and action figures are based on. After being marooned on a hostile planet with his commander and crew, astronaut Buzz Lightyear does his first test flight for Star Command, but it doesn't go well as planned. He and his robot companion Socks end up time-traveling 62 years into the future instead. They now must find a way home. To do that, 
they rec- he recruits ambitious Izzy, Darby, and Moe to help him. As this crew tackles their most toughest mission yet, they must learn to work as a team. But the evil Emperor Zerg and his loyal robot army are never far behind. According to IMDb.com, this is the first animated film for actor James Brolin. At the film's premiere, Chris Evans jokingly apologized to him for uh, beating up his son Josh Brolin in 2019's Avengers Endgame. And did you know that the film's oxygen tanks are actually the screen canisters used in 2001's Monsters, Inc.? That's all for this week, folks. So until we meet again, stay safe and watch lots of movies and DVDs. Bye now.